Accountability is God's job. But it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So we're very happy to say that the tide is turning on this war in Ukraine. Yet when the war first broke out, polls showed that the United States public was more than 90% in support of backing Vladimir Zelensky's government in Kiev. That's how strong the psychological conditioning was. Only a tiny handful actually stood up at the very beginning to say the truth, that the war was preventable, that Russia had done a lot more than us to try to prevent it, that Zelensky's government was a dictatorship that silenced and even killed its enemies, that the Kiev regime was the most corrupt in the entire world. I will forever be proud that this show was one of those few voices to stand up from the very beginning. But now, thankfully, more and more people are coming around. A recent poll by CNN, a liberal pro-Ukraine outlet, says a majority of the public wants no more aid to Ukraine. And last week, the same Congress that basically wanted to suck Zelensky's a year ago was very different in posture. There was no joint address to Congress like he was some kind of visiting religious leader. And right now, while it's possible that Congress will still pass more aid to Ukraine in their latest spending bill, it's at least far more contentious than it was last year. The tide is shifting. But it's just not because of our show, of course, or because of Tucker Carlson or other programs like ours. The tide is shifting because Ukraine's own government just can't help itself from being creepy and evil. In June, Zelensky's government announced that all elections are canceled for the duration of this conflict. The United States managed to hold an election in the middle of our civil war. But no such luck for Ukrainians. No, they're stuck with their dictator and his martial law until the end of this war, whenever that is. And who are we kidding? They'll still have it after the war as well. Then two weeks ago, Zelensky told The Economist that if Europe stops funding his government, Ukrainian refugees will start committing crimes and launching terrorist attacks all over the Western civilization world. So pay up. That same week, this tranny freak show, Sarah Ashton Cirillo, made some deranged video promising to murder any foreigners who act as propagandists for Vladimir Putin. Just a few days ago, Ukraine's military announced that this Sarah is suspended pending an investigation. Well, now last week, Zelensky has his latest bizarre stunt. He asked Marina Abramovich to serve as an informal ambassador for his country. That name might not ring a bell for you, but maybe this does. Spirit cooking. Marina was the one who was all over the Podesta emails. Here's some of her work.
So painting the walls with blood and calling it art. Wikipedia will tell you that Marina Abramovich is a performance artist. There's a more accurate word, though. Satanist. And that's who Zelensky wants as a PR ambassador for his country. But hey, when your spokesperson is a tranny freak show, why not? Is there anything that's too low? No, not for Ukraine and not for Zelensky. But there's still too many people in Washington who think Zelensky can do no wrong. Mitch McConnell is basically a vegetable now, but whoever runs his Twitter account just tweeted, quote, I was proud to welcome President Zelensky to the Capitol this morning and hear firsthand about the status of Ukraine's counteroffensive. American support for Ukraine is not charity. It's in our own direct interest, not least because degrading Russia helps to deter China. Now, we can't respond to that better than an investor David Sachs did. He tweeted this, quote, Imagine being a young Ukrainian rounded up, sent to the front lines, and turned into cannon fodder so that octogenarians in Washington can deter China in some elaborate geopolitical bank shot. Now, incredibly, idiots on Twitter tried to dispute what Sachs was saying, specifically that Ukrainians are being rounded up. In a fantasy world of Washington and Twitter idiots, every soldier in this Ukrainian army is a volunteer heroically fighting for democracy and freedom. The truth, though, is nothing like that. Ukraine's army is full of conscripts ordered to fight, and if they don't let Russians shoot them, Ukraine will just shoot them instead. That's the cause that we're backing, along with neo-Nazis. Our leaders are deranged, and they're bloodthirsty, and they are evil. And they're still causing enormous harm. They might even destroy the entire world. Ramsey Paul is the host of the Ramsey Paul Show. He has a lot to say about this, and he joins us now. Um, thank you for coming back. We always appreciate having you. Yeah, it's great uh, being on. And as we talked before the show, it just it feels like there's a spirit of evil in the world, palpable. It's something you can almost feel. And uh, they used to hide it. Uh, there used to always be evil, but they would use optics. Like, what 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 are the optics of having a literal Satanist? wanting to be your ambassador or some dude john michael cirillo he has this wig on and he made these death threats and he got into like this uh twitter or x debate i don't know if you saw that with jd vance the senator because uh, jd vance is like why are we funding this guy are, are we funding this dude and he what the cirillo did is basically said if you're a russian propagandist and what's that? What's a Russian propagandist? If you don't follow the narrative, then we're going to come after you. He basically implied you're, they're going to kill you. And this isn't necessarily empty threats because you remember Alexander Dugan, his daughter was murdered by the Ukrainians. And there was a journalist that was murdered in St. Peter's uh, coffee shop. So this is a real thing. They create literal hit lists. I think Jack Posebic, he was put on the hit list. So this is what your tax dollars are funding. A country that, as you said, has canceled elections. They have arrested journalists. One journalist I had on the Ramsey Paul show, Gonzalo Lira, if you're familiar with him. Yes. He 
did nothing. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't do any sabotage. He just gave his opinion as an American. He was arrested. He's in their gulag now. Probably will be killed. I hope not. Uh, no word from Biden. Biden and the State Department could get him out like that, like that, because we fund Ukraine. We could say no more dollars until you release this American. They're, I think Biden is jealous. He would like to do this to us. So we have that. They have this hit list that they have acted upon. They have canceled elections. They, they've arrested Christian priests. And we're supposed to support these guys somehow as the good guys. It's just outrageous. And I think people... I think the tide has turned the last couple of weeks. People are starting to see through this. You are right. More and more people are seeing this war is a disaster. We need to end it. Where is this Republican-controlled Congress that controls the purse strings for wars and makes declarations of wars, and there hasn't even been one made yet? Where are they? And how is this the interest in the United States? Did you see the 60 Minutes even came out with the thing that we're paying for not just the ammunition, we're paying for their first responders like firemen, policemen. And if there should be a government shutdown that they're threatening, oh, we're still going to pay Ukrainians. We're paying their small business loans. We're, we're monies and Ukraine. I love the Ukrainian people. Don't get me wrong, but it was even before the word listed as the most corrupt country in Europe. It's a corrupt country. Where do you think a lot of this money is going to? Why does Zelensky have these mansions? He shouldn't have these based on his salary. It, it, the money is being thrown away, but the more greater tra tragedy is there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of young Ukrainian men uh, either dying or just being mutilated and Russians. Uh, we got to end this bloodshed. It is just horrific. It's almost like a satanic ritual they're doing at this point where they're getting off on seeing these young men die in a pointless war that could have been avoided, could have been avoided real quick. And it's just really sad what's happening. Yeah, it's a meat grinder. Uh, and again, here we have Kevin McCarthy, who promised not another red cent would go to Ukraine and now getting ready to send hundreds of millions, probably billions of dollars more to fund this corrupt oligarchy that's executing people via neo-Nazis marching the street, pulling people out of their homes and executing them. We have mass graves in the Donbass. This is all under Zelensky's watch. This is all while our CIA was propping up a violent coup in 2014, employing our press to make it look like some popular BLM-style uprising, Canceling elections now over there. These are all the things that they practiced in Ukraine, implemented here over the summer of love. $12 billion in damage, mostly peaceful protests in the wake of the career criminal home invading thug parasite called George Floyd overdosing on fentanyl right up the street from our studios here. Uh, where does this go from here? I mean, we literally have a satanic government uh, funding Satanism and now Marina Abramovich they're, they're trying to convince you that Marina Abramovich is just some kind of an entertainer or fake. I mean, these outlets, the press, the media goes out of their way to make sure that you know that she's just some performance artist. No, she's a Satanist worshiping Satan. Yeah, a lot of her so-called art deals with children, too. It's really disgusting. And now he wants uh, to put her in charge of children and in charge of the schools. It's just crazy. Uh, where does it go? I don't know. I think there's kind of a split within the Biden regime. I don't think Biden has an opinion because he can't think, but you have these different factions. 
And we're starting to see some people are, well, maybe we should try to get some settlement. Other people want to double down, which is really dangerous, could lead to a nuclear war. So, I, but you, you've seen a change. You saw that Poland is saying, you know, we don't know if we want to fund this anymore. In fact, one of the Poland foreign state ministers compared Zelensky to a drowning man that you don't want to go in with a drowning man because they're just going to pull you down too. Yeah, yeah. And Poland says, we have our own interest and we can't give you any more funding. Hungary now, Orban, I used to live in Hungary. He's saying, you know, we can't really support Ukraine until we deal with the uh, Hungarian minorities. So what's happening? I think they read the writing on the wall that Ukraine's going to lose and it's going to be divided up somehow. I think Russia's going to keep the Donbass and Crimea. Uh, Poland is going to be eyeing some of Western Ukraine as long as, as well as uh, Hungary. So it, it'd be interesting to see how this comes apart. But this happy talk of the glorious counteroffensive, uh, that's starting to fade away. That was all a lie. We've been lied to and the narrative has changed. And good for you, Stu Peters. I, I was there too. There's very few of us that from the beginning were saying we don't belong in this war. This could be avoided. And I have people that I know as friends that support me. A girl, she was born in Luhansk, ethnic Russian. She understands all this. Since 2014, the war's been going on in Ukraine. They've been trying to ethnically cleanse a lot of the Russians. Uh, Russians were burned alive in Odessa. It's, it's horrid what's happened there. It's been going on a long time. And we just escalated this whole thing. It was Victoria Newland, Soros, all that clan was behind all of this bloodshed. These are horrible people. And it's, it's a tragedy what's happening in Ukraine. I couldn't have said it better. And these people are war criminals, along with Zelensky and along with Biden and along with Victoria Newland, uh, Anthony yeah. Blinken, all these people that are keeping this going. They're war criminals because they're executing citizens there. They know that they're doing that. They're funding that happening. McCarthy is now a war criminal. Everybody in our Congress is now a war criminal. And they should be held to account. Extreme accountability forthwith should be coming for these people, for the innocent lives that they're continuing to crush over and over, knowing exactly what it is that's happening there. And yet, just employing the press to lie to the American people every single day and to try to garner support for this meat grinder over here. Uh, we're funding Nazi killers. That's what's happening. Innocent people are dying. Uh, Ramsey Paul, host of The Ramsey Paul Show. Make sure that you go and watch it. Very good stuff. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. God bless. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media... All of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or a half a million or more, 
This is your opportunity to protect yourself from the out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD, or go to goldco.com slash stew. For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out. The price of fertilizer is up 128%. Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great. Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable, available, ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com. At some point, we've all been sold a big lie, including yours truly. It's called the protein lie. Starting in the 1980s, supplement companies began pushing massive protein consumption. We all believed that more protein equaled more muscle growth. I'm here to tell you that's a big fat lie. No surprise. Let's say that you eat an eight ounce chicken breast. You're consuming about 40 grams of protein. However, just because something contains 40 grams of protein doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to absorb all 40 grams. No, without enzymes, most of it ends up in your toilet bowl. So if you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will be starving for those vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial that you take a high quality enzyme. The one that I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bioptimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more proteins than any other commercially available with five different kinds of proteins. You can try it today, risk-free. Their 365-day full money-back guarantee is the gold standard in the industry. When you go to bioptimizers.com slash stew, be sure to enter the coupon code stewpeters10 to get an extra 10% off of your order at bioptimizers.com slash stew. What if I told you there was a hostile alien species that controls your appetite, sleep and focus, invaders that urinate and defecate throughout your body whenever they are hungry. They will give you headaches, make you depressed and even angry if they don't get what they want. We call them parasites and they are the root cause of many health issues that result in pain, suffering and death. It is time to purge suddenly. It's you or them. Make your move now. So the 2020 election was rigged. We've covered that at length on this show from virtually every angle. They rigged the election setup using COVID to create universal mail-in ballots. They rigged the way that votes were collected with ballot drop boxes that were totally unmonitored so that harvested or completely fake ballots could be dumped without any way to catch them. They rigged the rules, gutting things like signature verification so that even the fakest of ballots would go straight to the tallies. And of course, they rigged the internet. They rigged the media to completely control the narratives of what was happening. The most famous example of that, of course, is the Hunter Biden laptop, which they smeared as Russian disinformation. They completely refused to report on it. They stopped people from even sharing it online themselves. But there's another story that the press went well out of its way to cover up. You've probably heard the name Tara Reid. But have you heard her story? It's a lot less likely. Normally, the press is obsessed with sex scandals. They're salacious. They're lurid. They attract readers and viewers like a corpse attracts maggots. But Tara Reid's story wasn't covered. It was covered up. Why? Well, because the man that she was accusing is Joe Biden. 
1993, Tara Reid was a young woman in her 20s working in Biden's Senate office as a staffer. At first, it all seemed well, but rumors spread among Tara's male colleagues that the big guy was interested in her. Until one day when Biden pinned her against the wall and sexually assaulted her. Now, despite years of this Me Too allegation movement bringing down all kinds of celebrities, nobody has ever bothered to give Tara Reid's story the publicity that it deserves. Instead, she's only met silence and hostility or threats. In fact, Tara felt that she was in so much danger that earlier this year she defected to Russia rather than remain a part of Joe Biden's America, where the man in the Oval Office might see her as a loose end to be eliminated. Tara's many enemies claim that this is proof that she's a traitor or was a Russian spy all along, but so far it looks like it was just good sense. Biden has proven this year that at minimum he's a big fan of imprisoning his political enemies. Well, we aren't going to be intimidated from talking to whoever we want on this show, so we're happy to have Tara read on to tell her story, and she joins us now. Tara, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. And I know a lot of... um, People are afraid, content creators are afraid to have me on their show, even independent ones. So I commend you. So thank you. Yeah. Well, we're not scared. You had reason to be fearful. Why are you in Moscow? I came here um, because I have a book called Left Out When the Truth Doesn't Fit In. Um, You can get it on Amazon. And I actually was here to oversee a translation because it was going to be offered in Russian and possibly um, in other languages. When I was here, I was here for five days and then I was going to go back. Um, then I was informed, um, by former intelligence, U S intelligence, as well as a a sitting U S congressman, Matt Gates, that not only was my life in danger, but there was a danger of me being arrested, um, upon return. Now there is a sealed case against me. Um, it has been, you know, that the warrant I was able to get a hold of, um, because of Twitter before Elon Musk owned it, um, had told me about the sealed warrant and sent it to me in case I wanted to try to quash while they were trying to get all my social media and all my information. That attorney also informed me that probably every single social media and email account had been subpoenaed under the sealed warrant. Now, this case um, went to a grand jury. It was impaneled. Um, To this day, it was done in 2020, right after Joe Biden was um, elected, 2021, into, into that period of time. And um, so I think it was December 2020, and they basically won't give me information or my lawyers. Investigative journalists have tried, and I think even Matt Gates has tried to get it unsealed. Um, a FISA hearing I found out with my human rights attorney was opened on me in 2019 when I came forward about what Joe Biden did to me when I worked for him. So let me start back and move forward to Moscow a little bit. Yeah. So you're people might not know. Um, I had worked for Leon Panetta as an intern. I had worked on congressional races for Democrats um, as a field manager. I was trained as a Democratic operative. I worked then for Joe Biden. I was hired at the interview as a staff assistant in his personal office. Um, Back then, it was all hands on deck, particularly when it was very busy um, because he was chairman of the judiciary, chairman of the foreign relations, huge positions, huge power. It was right after the Clarence Thomas hearings, um, for those who may not know historically when that is in the 90s, right after the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, And anyway, I was there, very excited and honored to be working for the senator. And then things got weird. He started um, putting his hands on me during meetings. Um, 
putting his, uh, like he would put his hand on my shoulder and then underneath my hair, his thumb would massage me and do weird things. And, and I thought, okay, this is unusual, but it was the nineties and, um, things were a little different then. There wasn't as much discussion about those kinds of things happening in work. Um, then I was asked to serve drinks at a fundraiser because Joe Biden liked my legs and thought I was pretty. Now I didn't feel comfortable with that. And one of the legislative aides objected to this and said, no, you know, this isn't her job and stuck up for me. And my supervisor, however, said, took me in the hallway and said, you know, you need to go along to get along. Um, you should be honored. You should be, you know, thrilled that the senator noticed you. And then when I voiced my complaint to the chief of staff, Ted Kaufman, who still works with Joe Biden, by the way, behind the scenes, um, he basically um, said nothing, and even though I was uncomfortable with this, but then the atmosphere changed in the office. All of a sudden, I was persona non grata. I was supervising interns at this time. Um, my, my, you know, I got treated differently, very coldly. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, as, as time went by these few weeks, then um, I was suddenly told I had to wear longer skirts and button up my blouse. And I wore like normal business stuff. So, and there's even a film of me from that time, which proves that um, even though Politico tried to do a hit piece on me about that, saying I dressed like a California hippie, which wasn't true at the time I was wearing a suit, all that stuff you know, back then and it, a nineties version of it. Um, so this went on and then I was asked to bring him his gym bag and it was, um, frantically asked of me by my immediate supervisor to go and chase him down. He forgot his gym bag to go find him. Now, normally Joe Biden was flanked usually by staff. Um, but this time he was alone and he saw me in the corridor. He recognized me, said my name. And then that's when he pinned me up against the wall, as you described. Um, he had his hands all underneath my clothes, up my skirt, up my blouse. He was saying things to me, some of which I remember, some of which I've blocked out. Um, and he penetrated me with his fingers, which was uh, meets the definition of rape. Now, remember, this is during the day at work. There was no flirtation between us. There was no relationship between us. And I did not consent. In fact, I pulled away. Now, at first, he just said, come on, man, I heard you liked me. And then he got angry. And when Joe Biden gets angry, he smiles. And it's, it's very disconcerting. He does this in, you know, in staff meetings or whatever. When he's really angry, he'll smile. And he'll say things through gritted teeth, if you will. But I think everyone has seen this by now. Um, when I first came forward in 2019, people didn't seem to understand it. And then they started watching videos and started verifying what I was saying. But um, he shook his fingers in front of me and he said, you are nothing to me. You are nothing. And um, I was in my 20s, as you said, I was very in shock. This was my I thought this was going to be my career to work for a senator and then maybe go on for public office myself. I was very committed to public service. So I was in shock, not just by the assault, by the danger, but also the danger of losing my whole career in that moment all at once. All of this is happening at the same time. And um, I must have looked a certain way. And that's when he basically shook me by the shoulders and said, you know, you're okay, you're fine. And he took his gym bag and walked away and did not look back. Now I was left on the stairs 
Um, I remember my whole body shaking and crumbling basically to my, you know, sitting on these marble stairs and knowing that my career was over. And sure enough, um, I wanted to do something to make a report. My mother wanted me to call the police. I wouldn't. I told one of my best friends and I told my little brother um, all within the day or two after it happened. And I told my mother right after it happened. And she was yelling at me on the phone to call the police. And I said, no, the police are there for the members of Congress. Now for us, I was too scared. I was frankly too scared because he had more to lose, you know, and, and that was scary, that position that he had. And I just, um, you know, really shut down. Now I did start to make a report. I did make a written report of the sexual harassment in writing with the office of counseling. They didn't have a proper channel to do this back then. Um, and so it was like an intake form. And so I, I did it and they were supposed to call me back and I was going to have an in-person meeting. And I wanted to then tell them about the assault, but I was too scared to just write down everything in that one form. Well, that form has disappeared. Allegedly it's in the university of Delaware sealed. Joe it's and, and uh, project Veritas, not project Veritas, excuse me. Um, judicial is a judicial watch mm-hmm. um, is an that the tried to sue to have that opened. Um, it went all the way to the Delaware Supreme court to have the files opened that are sealed. And it was ruled that Joe Biden's defense was, he said it was not in the public interest. So it was not revealed. Um, it's still sitting there it'll be revealed, I guess, 20 or 30 years from now. I don't know, but, um, I tried with my lawyer to get it. Um, they tried through legal, you know, extensive legal means to try to get it. So this went on. And then all of a sudden, because I was so loud about this, you know, they started really coming after me. So in 1993, I was told, um, I was fired. Basically I was forced to resign right after I filed that form. Then my career was almost was torpedoed. Right. So that was the first time that Joe Biden destroyed my life. Then in 2019, when I came forward with eight other women, by the way, that talked about sexual misconduct of Joe Biden, I was one of those. Um, and they talked about his unusual touching and being, you know, being generally creepy, right? We've all seen it. He's uh, a pervert. Yeah, yeah. And so I immediately got called a Russian agent by the Joe Biden campaign. This went to legacy media, Washington Post, New York Times. New York Times said I had an online Russian boyfriend. And Stu, I'm in Moscow. I don't know where he is. It's been years, but he hasn't put a ring on it and I haven't met him. So I don't know. Call the New York Times and ask who that was. But when I tried to pursue them and say, how can you print that I have an online Russian boyfriend and and, and say I'm a Russian agent without any proof? And they said they have anonymous sources. That was it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't back down. And they wouldn't, and you know, this is the New York Times. So I had relatives calling me saying, you have an online Russian boyfriend. You have connections to Russia. Are you a sleeper agent? What's going on? And I'm like, you're related to me. You know my life. But but if your own family, extended family is like, but they're saying this in legacy media. They're saying it on CNN. Then they went after my career, my reputation. They threatened me with perjury and 20 years in prison because I was an expert witness right? And they threatened to jail me for saying that I lied about my education. I had to spend thousands of dollars and borrow money for an attorney to clear my name. I cleared it. And guess what? And I didn't lie under oath and they stopped the investigation. 
But guess what, Stu? Did you see that in the media that my name was cleared? No. No, they never cleared it. So the same tactics are being used against you as have been used against any dissident voices, you know, against this authoritarian, illegitimate, pedophilic regime. Uh, They're weaponizing the press against you. They're silencing Mm -hmm. your truth. They're not allowing you to tell your story. Now they're threatening you with jail time or prison time. What is this sealed case all about exactly? From what my attorneys can ascertain, and we're not sure, but one of the implications from former um, that I've had some former whistleblowers from CIA who are who have examined my case and I've had the privilege of talking to. Basically, there's an implication of a FARA violation, which is similar to what some of the January 6th people are going through. Um, and espionage, conspiracy, wire fraud. Um, anyway, it would have been about 60 to 70 years possibly in prison, but they can hold you up to 18 months with no charges until they decide what to charge you with. So when I went to Moscow and was on channel one, um, they, there was a talk about it being a violation of sanctions, which is not, but they could have held me while they investigated. Right. Then, um, the Interpol, which is the international way of arresting people, they can pick you up at an airport and you can sit in that prison. Like I came through Turkey to go to Moscow. Right. So I could have ended up just being held at Turkey. Now, since then I've gotten more, more specific information. And what I found out is they were going to do it most likely right before I testified in Congress um, the first week of June in Seattle, Washington, and make a media thing about it because they wanted to discredit me and put a pin in it. A sitting United States congressman told you that your life is in danger. Uh, That same congressman has extended an invitation for you to testify at this congressional committee. We're going to get specifics on that when we come back. More with Tara Reid right after the break. I'm going to fill this box here and I'm going to try to replicate the indoor environment that most people face anywhere in the world today. The more energy efficient that we become, the more airtight that we make our houses, the more toxic it is for our environment. Our technology is vibrating the air at a rate of speed. Anything that is 0.001 microns or larger does not stand a chance in the presence of not only photocatalytic oxidation, but needlepoint negative ionization. We're sending out an ion wave that is going through walls, doors, floors, carpets, paddings, draperies, and it's synergistically vibrating the air and it's going to drop it down to the ground as a biologically inert substance. Now this is where you're going to come in. You can mop this matter, you can vacuum it, you can sweep it, but our technology is going to make sure that you're not continuously breathing this in. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter. Now, crazy enough, the reason that it was banned is because that holster, Vanish Holster, enhances the concealment of a weapon better than just about any other holster on the market. And even better, it works with 99% of all semi-auto handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. It carries two fully loaded magazines. Best of all, using my link, you get it for $40 off. 
So lock in your special pricing right now. Go to Vanish.com slash stew. Again, that's VNSH.com slash stew. Again, VNSH.com slash stew. At some point, we've all been sold a big lie, including yours truly. It's called the protein lie. Starting in the 1980s, supplement companies began pushing massive protein consumption. We all believed that more protein equaled more muscle growth. I'm here to tell you that's a big fat lie. No surprise. Let's say that you eat an eight ounce chicken breast. You're consuming about 40 grams of protein. However, just because something contains 40 grams of protein doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to absorb all 40 grams. No, without enzymes, most of it ends up in your toilet bowl. So if you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will be starving for those vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial that you take a high quality enzyme. The one that I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bioptimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more proteins than any other commercially available with five different kinds of proteins. You can try it today, risk-free. Their 365-day full money-back guarantee is the gold standard in the industry. When you go to bioptimizers.com slash stew, be sure to enter the coupon code stewpeters10 to get an extra 10% off of your order at bioptimizers.com slash stew. Tara Reid has been silenced, she has been muzzled, she's been suppressed, she's been completely ignored, she's been threatened, and now there is a legal case against her. All of this coincidentally at the very same time that she's about to appear before a congressional committee at the invite of Matt Gates, and she's with us here to talk more about this. So specifically, you know, Matt Gates is a sitting United States congressman. I mean, he has access to, you know, classified intelligence information, I would assume. Mm-hmm. He's telling you personally, hey, your life is in danger. Tell us about that. Well, I'll lead you up to it. So then that brings us up to the current time um, where Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates both interviewed me for a couple of hours. Matt Gates tweeted out that I was one of the most credible witnesses he had ever in his career as a, as a lawyer. And you can look up the tweet um, he had ever interviewed. And he was very adamant about trying to bring my case forward. And I really appreciate him, both him and Marjorie. They were lovely. But I also felt an obligation to be completely open with them always what I was doing, where I was going. And so when I was in Moscow, I informed, you know, uh, his office, I said, look, I'm in Moscow, Russia for this reason. I'm letting you know, because I was supposed to be coming back and testifying. Um, and just before that I had gotten some more death threats just before I had left for Russia, which were unusual, kind of in an unusual, um, cluster. And so anyway, his legal counsel got a hold of me and then got Matt Gates on the phone with me. And, you know, Matt said, Tara, you know, where are you? And I said, I'm in Moscow, Russia. And he said, well, that's unfortunate. And I said, well, it depends on how you look at it, I guess. And then we went into our conversation and I, he's, I said my concerns and the information I had been given about possibly being imprisoned if I came back. Was it true? Was it not? And he said, you know, and again, he couldn't give me advice. He could only just give me information to do with what I wanted. And I appreciated that he was open and honest because it would have been easier for him just to say, yeah, go ahead and come. But he didn't. He's got a lot of integrity. And he said, Tara, you know, I know how these people operate. And I think that your physical safety is in danger. And for a sitting congressman to say that to a U.S. citizen is quite jarring. Because as you said, he has, you know, access to intelligence as well. He couldn't get any information about the sealed case. Um, And that's difficult sometimes when it's Republicans and Democrats and they kind of fight over 
intelligence information sometimes and getting things opened. Maybe someday he'll be able to find out what that is. But one thing was very clear is that, you know, he had my best interest, even if it meant I wasn't going to be able to testify that week. He really cared about what happened to me and he was worried. Um, so I took his words as well as other advice I was given. And another person who was former intelligence took great risk to get a message to me and said, Tara, you're going to be walking into a cage. Mm. Don't do it. Um, so I, I consulted with human rights attorneys. I consulted with what to do. And so I decided, cause I was mad. I decided to hold a press conference and luckily enough, I was able to do so in Russia. I called the press conference and I laid it all out. I'm cause I'm open. Like I'm an open book. There's nothing I can hide. I am not a Russian agent. I don't, you know, I'm, I grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. I was born in California. I, I spent most of my career as a Democrat and trying to do public service and do good things and then help the victims of domestic violence. I had no interest in harming the U.S. However, I did want to reveal Joe Biden's corruption and his warmongering. And I said in an interview in 2019, before he became even the primary candidate, I said, if Joe Biden becomes president, he will take us to a war with Russia. And I got in a lot of trouble for saying that, but here we are, we're close to World War III. Yeah, uh, this is a de facto war against, it's a proxy war against Russia and Ukraine, uh, using Ukraine as an excuse. It, the whole thing is fake. It's all fake. Uh, this is to enrich his, you know, his buddies uh, in the DC Beltway, these parasitic warmongering NGOs, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, skimming off the top, uh, making each other just completely rich and powerful. That's what this is. Ab absolutely. I mean, this is the biggest crime family we've ever seen in our life. What made Matt Gates say that you were so credible in your opinion? I don't know. I mean, we just, we, we talked several times, but I mean, like the, the big interview, they asked me specific questions and then he investigated my case. And, you know, I had cooperating witnesses that were willing to go on the record. I had, um, there was the phone call my mother made to Larry King that was contemporaneous um, to when it happened. Um, so I think it was just all of that, but I just tried to be myself and be open and be honest and I didn't sugarcoat anything um, like I'm doing with you now. I'm just because I'm just a regular person like everyone else that's watching um, that's been caught up in this. Um, I don't know. Biden regime is what I call it because he wasn't legitimately elected. And I think our democracy has fallen, basically, because if you can't have legitimate elections, you've lost your democracy. And so when people call me a traitor, I'm, I'm just shocked because. I'm not a traitor. I'm literally fighting for my life. I'm literally trying to save my own life and my family's life because my daughter became a target for a while. Um, she's okay now, but I mean, it's been horrendous. What specific had... death threats are you getting and how are they being delivered? Oh, you know, some of it is social media stuff, which is not, I don't always take seriously, but some of it was like email, phone calls. Um, and then, you know, things like, are you suicidal yet? Are you suicidal yet? Like there was a lot of that, you know, right before. Um, there were some things that happened um, when I was less visible in 2019. I'm a little more visible now, but like in 2019, I wasn't visible at all. And I did have a legitimate uh, attempt on my life and I reported it to law enforcement, but you know, it was, it was terrible. Going so, back to the day that Joe Biden allegedly 
penetrated you with his fingers, slammed you up against the wall, held you down, had his hands all over you, underneath your clothing. He raped you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Going back to that specifically, what happened right after that? You said that you kind of fell down to the stairs and you sat on the marble. Where did you go after that? I didn't fall. I just, I just went and just sort of sat down. Yeah. Like, cause my legs. But yeah. You described so- it as crumbling. Um, you know, just kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, of um, course yeah. anybody in your position, uh, <laughs> psychologically, physically, I mean, mentally, emotionally, you were traumatized, uh, you were assaulted. So we can understand that part of it. Where did you go after that when you pulled yourself together and what did you do? I believe I went to the restroom, um, to clean up. And then I can't really remember. I know I must've gotten my purse somehow. Um, but I just, I went home. And I basically, um, from that, from that moment on, because there was also an issue, I didn't, it was, um, the smell right of him. It, it, um, it was like a dry cleaning smell or a a chemical smell. And whenever I smell something similar to it, it it like literally brings that event back to me in vivid detail. Um, it's weird. Um, but anyway, uh, I went home and showered. I did everything you're not supposed to do when you have a sexual assault. I went home and showered. I took off all my clothes. I threw them all in a you know, garbage bag along with my shoes and took them to a trash bin. And then I was talking to my mom. And then that's when she was screaming at me to go to the police. And we had, we had quite an argument that night. Um, and I was crying. She was crying. It was quite So your detractors would say that if you didn't go to the police, that that's proof that nothing really happened and that you discarded all of the evidence that would have gone against you and against your case and that would have, you know, um, know, exonerated Biden, for lack of better words. Uh, Why didn't you go to the police? What were you scared of specifically? I was scared of him. I was scared of his power. I really didn't think the police would help me. And remember, this is the 90s. We didn't talk about sexual assault in the same way that we talk about it now. There was no Me Too movement, um, even though Me Too is like a hashtag that was sort of hijacked by the Democrats. But it still gave a, I don't know, a a word or whatever to describe something. Um, And that's the whole thing. It just was, it's hard really for me to describe to younger people like what the 90s were like, but you just, you didn't talk about it in the same way. And right at first, you know, when it was happening, when he said, come on, man, I heard you like me. I... I remember that phrase vividly more than a lot of the other things he said to me because I immediately thought, what did I do wrong? What, you know, because remember I'm subordinate to him. He was my boss. He was my dad's age. Um, I looked up to him. He, you know, I thought he was going to mentor me or at least by proxy, you know, through, through other senior staffers. I thought that this was the beginning of my career. I didn't know it was the end. So, and I, you know, it, it, it was, that's how I would describe it to you. So, and I, I, I don't really need to defend myself of why you wouldn't go to the police. A lot of rape victims don't go to the police. Um, it never occurred to me to go to the press. I didn't go to the media at all, at all. Didn't even think of it. Not at all. My mother made the call to Larry King and I was furious with her for doing that because I was terrified. Because remember when I filed that paper, Evelyn Lieberman was the press secretary. She had an assistant press secretary, a, a guy. And when he found out that I filed the sexual harassment paper, that's exactly when I was terminated, right? When I filed it, right after. Um, He said, Tara, we will destroy you. We will effing destroy you. That's Um, that's how these people work. They're gangsters. Uh, We live under a corporate government murderous crime syndicate. 
full so, of pedophiles and sexual predators. And it's, it's no secret to anybody that views this program anyhow that this guy is a pedophile. I mean, he's a, he's a creep. He, look at him. I mean, look at all the videos of him like sniffing little girls. I mean, there's videos all over the place. The things that he says about his hairy legs or whatever else uh, in, in front of little children, I mean, he looks like a pedophile to me and, and I think to everybody else watching this. So what next? I mean, you're now ready to tell your story. So you weren't then. You didn't want to go to the press. You're here now. Uh, the mainstream, they'll work uh, day and night to try to discredit you. Are people turning you down for interviews? Are people saying, no, we don't want to talk about this? Oh, um, PBS did. I said, hey, look, I have witnesses that will go on the record. I have this videotape of me at the time. I will, I will um, be interviewed by you. They wouldn't. They did a hit piece on me but they wouldn't interview me and they wouldn't take any of my evidence. Nothing. So what's next you know, for Tara Reid? Um, what's, what do you think is going to come of the congressional committee? If anything, mm-hmm. uh, will there ever be accountability for Joe Biden for what he did to you? Well, he was my monster, right? And now he's the whole world's monster. Okay. So because that corruption, that, that disregard for the law, that, that taking himself above the law has played out the way it is right now. I mean, you see 22 shell companies, you see billions of dollars going to Ukraine instead of helping, you know, American citizens. They're helping small businesses in Ukraine right now. They're buying farmer seeds in Ukraine. What's going on in America right now? We have the highest inflation rate in 40 years. We have the highest child poverty rate, 600,000 people homeless. The, econ- the highest debt ceiling. I mean, it's, it's you know, I could go on, but my, my point is, is that it's like he's purposely just tanking America. It's it's bizarre to watch. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not. I don't think he, I don't even think he knows where he is. Uh, but certainly somebody has the strings to his puppeteer, you know, uh, controls and they're, they're manipulating them. Uh, absolutely. And yes, ushering in a one world government, completely eradicating the Constitution, trampling all over freedom and individual liberty, uh, you know, controlling the press. I mean, all of it. It's very authoritarian. It's very authoritarian. The only thing that is preventing this full ushering in of a one world governance at this point, I think, is 450 million firearms that are still in the hands of good people in this country. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100 percent. He is the world's monster. What's the what's the solution? What's the remedy to all of this? In in your opinion, if there was, if it was a perfect world, what would happen to Joe Biden? I mean, I think impeachment is no. This guy yes. needs to be arrested. Yeah, impeachment's the first step. There needs to be a real investigation, which there's being done. It needs to be allowed to go through instead of shutting down the government to avoid it, right? Because that's this tactic that's happening right now. They're going to shut down the government rather than hold this man accountable. They're going to shut down the government. They're going to shut down elections. They're going to go door to door. They're going to imprison any dissident voice to their uh, overtaking. They're going to have unfettered sexual access to your children. They're going to indoctrinate them in the schools. They're going to lock down the country. They're going to force you into masks. They're going to compel you to take compulsory vaccines that are actually weapons of biowarfare. This is a war being waged on American citizens that has been openly declared by our government at the hands of Joe Biden. Uh, He's been an evil person for decades. Mm -hmm. And if he's not stopped, he will not stop. These people will not stop until they are stopped. Uh, I've got about a minute left here. I just want to give you the final words. Tara Reid. You got to look at who's behind him. You got to look at Anthony Blinken, Victoria Nuland, Ted Kaufman. Those names that you don't always hear in the press like Ted Kaufman. They're the ones behind it. Look behind the scenes, follow the money and keep, you know, that. So 
I hope people can follow me on Twitter. You know, it's at Reed Alexandra. You'll see some of my tweets. I'm going to be on Spaces. Um, and thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, of course. We'll keep an eye on you and you're welcome back anytime. Tara Reed, thank you so much for being here. We will be back with more of the Stu Peter Show right after this. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. It's everywhere. Mainstream media is howling about the new COVID variants. They are offering free vaccines and boosters, but people are waking up to their BS and not falling for their lies any longer. God gave us a brain to think and an immune system to fight off evil forces and the devilish disease that have been unleashed on humanity. We don't want to die suddenly. We want to live fully. We don't want to alter genetics. We want to strengthen the body we have already been blessed with. Try our immune protocol today. It has 15 flu-fighting ingredients, including vitamin C, D, zinc, quercetin, magnesium, elderberry, turmeric, and more. You don't need blood clots. You don't need cardiac arrest. You don't need big pharma. You need an immune system that will stand up to tyranny. You need our immune protocol. Visit pandemicprotocol.com to fight through this flu season and beat the next bioweapon variant with an all-natural, non-GMO solution. Go to pandemicprotocol.com today. One thing that we have been doing right since the very inception of this broadcast is keeping our partnership with Carlos Cortez and Cortez Wealth Management. I get all kinds of emails about you, brother. Uh, Every day, somebody is emailing me, thank you so much. Had my appointment with Carlos. Couldn't be more impressed. He's going to protect us. He's going to remove us from this evil Luciferian regime's way of edicts through Wall Street and the Biden regime and the CCP. Uh, we were previously with some, you know, heavily advertised big bank or financial firm. They're basically communists. They're trying to shove us into a box. Totally at risk. The government can take all of their stuff. They don't own anything. Now they do. They're super happy. And for that, we thank you. What are you keeping your eye on the most today? Yeah, so the government shut down. We we talked about this literally a month ago on Scriptures and Wall Street. And they're just spending like crazy, Stu, as you know, on unsecured liable debts. It's just through the roofs. There's more COVID fake vaccines and they got to pump up more money, send more money to Ukraine. We're paying it, by the way. And so what they're what they're alluding to is shutting the government down and, and trying to have a balance book that a balance sheet that they can actually balance. 
All that basically means is they're going to try to shove a social credit score system down our throats. Yep. And they're going to make us more vulnerable to what's safe and effective to utilize the FedNow program. So what I've established is a PIA is private insured accounts, which I highly recommend for those of you that are really, really uh, scared about the government reaching to your bank accounts and doing what they got to do with your own money. So and it's not even to- operating from a, a position of fear either. It's just being smart, just understanding that the evil that we're looking at is actually very real and that these people are going to inevitably come after your money. They're going to imminently shut down, you know, electronic banking. It's just a matter of time before we all wake up and log into our Bank of America or Wells Fargo account or whatever it is and see that we have a zero balance. And then you go and you look at your retirement accounts and zero balance. And then you look at your investment accounts, zero balance. That's coming. You have to protect yourself uh, immediately. You can do that by booking an appointment with this guy right here, Carlos Cortez. Call him in the office, 813-448-3446. Let me say that again real slow. 813-448-3446. 813-448-3446. Or you can book your appointment with him online, CortezWM.com. Again, CortezWM.com. That appointment can be in the office. It can be over the phone. It can be digital through Zoom or Skype or however you want to connect with Carlos Cortez. Doesn't matter. Just make sure that you do. We are out of time for today. We'll be back tomorrow from the same place at the same time. Until then, God bless you.